Hello and welcome to the Skellington Grin Podcast, a place for conversation, exploration, and connection through spirituality. I'm your host, Alice B. Skellinger, and today's episode is about living in the end and embodying the state of the wish fulfilled. I will be discussing how you can live in the end, what it means to live in the end, and how you can detach from the outcome and allow things to manifest as they will naturally. And how embodying the state of living in the end can accelerate your manifestation faster. Without further ado, let's dive right into this episode. So I recently did an episode on the law of attraction versus the law of assumption. And I'm kind of piggybacking off of that episode a bit with this one. But I want to start this episode with this quote that I shared with a friend of mine last night while we were on the phone. I have already created the life that I desire. I am simply nurturing it now. Beautiful quote that just came out of nowhere while I was on the phone with her last night. And it struck such a chord with me. And I would have shared this last night. I would have done this episode last night, but I was exhausted after a day of work. <laughs> so I decided to wait until tomorrow. Uh, to morning. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm so excited to share this that I'm stumbling over my words. See? <laughs> this happens every time, but it's a good thing. Um, and and I've, I've had goose flesh. Um, I call it goose flesh. You may call it goose bumps. Um, I've had goose flesh for, for like the past couple of hours <laughs> while I've been um, drafting and recording this episode um, because it's just such a profound state of mind that it gives me chills in the best possible way and, and it's just so mind-blowing even to, to switch into this mindset of having created the life that I desire and I'm simply nurturing it along. And, and it's just kind of like, wow. Um, so I want to get into this episode by, by saying this. What does that mean? What did I mean by, by saying that to my friend last night? And what does it mean, therefore, to embody the state of the wish fulfilled and live in the end? So again, what I said was, I have created the life that I desire and I am simply nourishing it and nurturing it along now. What did I mean by that? So piggybacking off of um, the law of attraction versus the law of assumption, in both laws, we come across the ideas and the concepts and the techniques of manifestation, affirmation, meditation, scripting, journaling, um, creating vision boards, different things like that within these laws. And neither one is, is better than the other. But along the process, sometimes people who 
originally followed the law of attraction will then move to the law of assumption um, along their spiritual practice because the law of assumption teaches more of that living in the end and embodying the wish fulfilled. But what does it mean to live in the end and embody the wish fulfilled? Simply put, it means to say that you are now aware that what you desire has already happened. That what you are hoping to manifest is already real. And that you can have it. And that it is already yours. It is already within your reality. And all you are doing is nurturing it. All you are doing is appreciating it. All you are doing is showing gratitude for it. And that's not to say that you are denying your present reality. That's not to say that you are 100% saying that your reality is not real and that the reality in your mind is the only thing that is. You're not deluding yourself here, you know? Um, And you're also not living in an illusion either. You are breaking down the illusions that have, have kept you stuck. You are breaking down these mindsets that have kept you from actually reaching your goals. You are breaking down these mindsets that no longer serve you. And you are removing yourself and therefore removing these things and people and and ideas and concepts from your life that no longer work for you because you are becoming wiser. You are learning more. You are you know, whatever it is that you're doing in your journey, you you are recognizing or have recognized already that it's not just about working yourself up to be to be able to then get what you desire. That is essentially what it means to live in the end. You're not simply working towards manifesting that goal. That goal is already very feasible. And you're simply you know, nurturing it. You've already created what it is that you want to create and you're simply nurturing it. So, so take it into this, take it into this example. When a painter is going to paint, they start with a blank canvas, but they already have this idea in their mind of what they want to put on that canvas. So, They sketch it onto the canvas. And then after sketching it and having that outline, they start to fill it in with color. And then after they start to fill it in with color, they fill it in with more color until they get it to the point where it is the exact image that they have in their mind that they wanted to put on that canvas. And then it's done. And they are able to look at that canvas and go, I either want to keep this in my own stores, I want to sell it to an art collector, I want to put it in a gallery, I want to simply give it to someone who requested it, (laughs) you know, like whatever it is that they do from there, they do it. And then they repeat the process with the next painting. But they already have this vision in their mind of what it is that they want to create. 
and they've already manifested that creation in their mind. And they're already embodying it by then putting it out into the 3D reality. Ding! Light bulb. First light bulb moment. (laughs) So, what that means, if if you go with that painter analogy of having already manifested it in your mind and seeing it in your mind's eye and then putting it on that canvas, you've already created it, you're simply nurturing it. It starts with you. It starts with your mindset. It starts with the thoughts and the narratives and the, and the things that you tell yourself. Not just what you write down in your journal, not just your affirmations, not just your meditations, but what you actively tell yourself in your subconscious every day. There are many people out there who have done law of attraction teachings and moved from law of attraction to the law of assumption um and i and i follow some of these people on youtube um i'll I'll, I'll list them by name uh law of attraction solutions which is mr robert zink um you can find him on on youtube and instagram under law of attraction solutions or simply robert zink i think um and, and he still and he still teaches law of attraction, but I love the way he goes about it. He teaches law of attraction through the through the lens of law of assumption, I guess. And, and it's just like, oh my gosh, I love it. It's 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 so beautiful. Um, <laughs> uh, Master Sri Arkashana, Arkashana? I, I I hope I say it right. Um, I, I I trip over that. Uh, Master Sri S R I Arkashana. I'm not even going to try to spell Arkashana because I, I, I might actually mess, mess it up. But, um, uh, oh, I can't, I can't remember what he actually calls his thing um, on YouTube now. Because, but I know it's Master Shri Arkashana. I love him. I love the way that he goes about it too. Jake Ducey, D-U-C-E-Y, and Aaron Doughty. These are the people that I follow on on YouTube that have talked about the law of attraction and the law of assumption and living in the living in the end and embodying the state of the wish fulfilled and having manifested what it is that you desire. And there are several other people that, you know, have have done this. But every time they talk about it, they talk about the idea that it does come from you and it comes from your thoughts and your narratives and your mindset and it's true the mindset and the narrative that you have for yourself is inevitably what creates what what you what you experience and I like the way that Aaron Aaron Dowdy has put it in some of his videos by the way I am not sponsored by any of these of these people that I mention um you know, I just like to mention people that I've learned from because it helps me to to connect um, my ideas and also um, 
to share how these ideas came about within myself and and why I am now at the point that I am um, offering these ideas to other people through this podcast um, is because I've I've watched other people and and learned from their ideas and 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 watch their videos and and listen to what they had to say on it and I love the way that they go about it too um, but Aaron Dowdy D-O-U-G-H-T-Y. Um, he has said in his videos that when you are manifesting and you are thinking of what it is that you want to attract, you sometimes what happens is you're putting it in your mind that you're manifesting what it is that you desire. So you're thinking about it and you're and you're working towards that goal and you're working towards that goal and hang on, you're working towards that goal and ha- ha- whoa, hang on, you're working towards that goal. And you're saying, I want this thing. And the universe is coming back around and saying, yeah, yeah, you do, you know, because you're focusing on the fact that you want it and simultaneously at the same time you might even be focusing on the fact that you lack it and that it's not here yet you're focusing so much on what you want that sometimes it creates this idea that you lack it and you don't have it and that can in turn create this this narrative that you are removed from the thing that you want, from the thing that you desire. And that with that, because you are so removed from it, you sometimes put your desire on this pedestal and say that you will be happy once you have achieved this thing because you're not happy now because you don't have it. And that in and of itself can can keep you in this cyclical reality of constantly chasing after your desire as opposed to recognizing that your desire is absolutely possible. It is absolutely feasible. You have it. And uh, Jake Ducey then has said in some of his videos that you know, like attracts like and, and energy is everything and everything is energy and what you attract and, and your reality is essentially you project it outward. So what you attract is, is you pushed out. And, and I like that idea of that because it comes from the idea created in the law of assumption, which was created by Neville Goddard, who was a scientist, a physicist, a philosopher, in the 1940s and Neville Goddard says that what you attract is what you are so your reality is a reflection of you pushed out and that affects your relationships that affects your friendships that affects your family life that affects what kind of job you have that affects whether or not you are able to be an entrepreneur that affects your success all of that and in a way it's true actually not even just in a way it is true 
And that's not to say that people treat you the way that they treat you because of what you project necessarily. Sometimes it's what they project, but that's a different topic. (laughs) Um, But when you are manifesting, sometimes the best way to manifest what it is that you actually desire is to feel it, to feel as if it has already happened, to embody that state. Now, Neville Goddard has, has um, likened it to the idea of being pregnant. And that when a woman is pregnant and when uh, pregnancy occurs, there is not anything that the person does to reinforce the fact that they are pregnant. They are pregnant, you know, and, and they carry that child for nine months. And... They don't really lift a finger to to create that, that pregnancy again because they're already pregnant. They're like, hey, look, I already have baby. Baby is growing for nine months. You know, like I don't have to do anything to, to you know, say that I'm pregnant because, hey, that, that, that is the reality. I am, I am actively pregnant, <laughs> you know. Um, so and then and then after baby is had, they nurture baby and, and baby grows and and baby becomes its own person right but and and that might sound a little bit controversial considering certain things that are going on in the world right now but the reason why i say this is not to you know advocate for you know one way or another on on pregnancy um that's a different topic (laughs) and and um but the idea of being pregnant with something it doesn't have to be a physical you know procreative pregnancy but the idea of being pregnant and and heck even the idea of being fertile with something having a fertile environment to be able to create what it is that you want um so so let me so let me use these examples it's spring when I'm cre- when I'm creating this episode, by the way. So so if you're finding this at any other time of the year, this episode was created in the spring. It is a very sunny Monday where I am right now. Um, I can see the evidence of spring. Uh, I have a rose bush in my garden. I have several um, crepe myrtles and and gumball trees in my garden and everything like that. And there is evidence of spring outside the grass is green and um so think about it like that think about it in the terms of okay when it is spring when the seasons change when it is spring things grow rain makes flowers grow sun makes flowers grow rain makes grass grow sun makes grass grow so but in order to actually have a tree grow or um, a plant grow, let, let's just let's just say to to have a seedling turn into a plant, it needs a fertile environment. It needs the right type of soil. It needs the right type of nutrients in the soil. It needs the right type of ratio of water and sunlight to be able to thrive. So so when you think of something being fertile. It means that the conditions are correct for that thing to be able to thrive. So, so bringing it back to an environment, 
So if you, yourself, find yourself in an environment that is not conducive to your growth, whether that's within a job that is no longer turning out to be a promising endeavor, or within, um, if you are a college student, for example, if you are a student in college and, and you went for general studies because you didn't know what to choose and then you found that you had um, a liking for communications and you decided that you were going to switch from general studies to the communications major because you're, you're very good with stuff like that and you want to be a journalist and you want to be a public speaker and you want to be this and you want to be that. So you take yourself out of that general studies environment and you put yourself in that communications environment to be able to then nurture what it is that you want to create with that communications degree. And you say, I'm, I'm going for a communications degree. I, I have that communications degree. I have the, the talent and the skills required to pursue communications. So, so then you put yourself in a different environment and then you're able to thrive. Or you go to college and you go for the communications degree and then you recognize, hey, this isn't exactly what I want to do. I want to switch to English because I find that I'm more interested in the writing side versus the speaking side or, or whatever it is that you, that you recognize about yourself within the process and you switch your environment. So, so, you, so you study something different. You switch your environment and you nurture what it is that you want to nurture versus just going for a degree to say that you have something nice, right? So, so look at it in that regard. You, you have switched your environment and you have moved to a more fertile environment to be able to nurture yourself in the way that you want to nurture yourself and do the thing that it is that you really truly want to do, the thing that you're passionate about, the thing that invigorates your soul, the thing that nourishes your mind, and you change. You change into this person that you, that you know that you are and you therefore nourish the person that you will become because of that. And if you stay in an environment that is not conducive to your growth, it stuns your growth. It keeps you stuck. It keeps you in stagnation. But the same can be said if you are continuing to chase after what it is that you want without, without saying, oh, well, I have it. And also without being grateful for what you do have. And that's not to say that you have to accept the negative things. So, so again, reiterating, you know, if you're, if you're in an environment that is not conducive for your growth, if you're not within a fertile environment, you're not going to be able to create what it is that you want, right? So going back into that mindset of it. If you are telling yourself that what you want is impossible, that you can't achieve it and that you should just put up or shut up and, and suck up what, 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 what reality you are living, and you are keeping yourself in stagnation, but also in the same token you are chasing after what it is that you want because you feel like it is impossible to get and that you have to put in all of this work to be able to get it. You are telling yourself that you are not worthy of that thing. You are creating a narrative that says, I don't deserve this thing. I am not worthy of this thing. 
it's impossible for me. I'm not going to achieve it. And you're hurting yourself. And if you are constantly chasing after the thing that you want, you are going, going again in that direction of putting this thing on a pedestal and saying that you are far removed from it instead of recognizing that you and this thing are the same energy and, and putting your frequency to emit the same frequency of this thing that you, that you want to attract. So, so let me put it into, into this example. And let me talk about detaching from the outcome too. So putting it in this example and, and going about how to detach from the outcome. You desire a relationship. You like this specific person. You've been talking to them for a while. You are investing your time and effort into planning dates. You are investing your time and effort into going out. You are investing your time and effort into getting to know them. You really, really like this person. You really do feel like they could be the one. But your focus is, I will be happy when this relationship is actually done. Like, like this relationship is... It has that label. As opposed to looking at the relationship for what it is and saying, oh, I'm getting to know this person. And, oh, this relationship is already here. We have a relationship. We are nurturing and creating and setting a foundation for this relationship. Instead of saying, oh, I will be happy when this person is my partner. You are putting your happiness in a future event when you do that. When you say that you will be happy when you have obtained your goal, instead of saying that you are happy even within the journey of obtaining that goal, you are placing your happiness on a future event instead of recognizing that the present is where you create that 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 thing that you want <laughs> and you are placing your happiness on this future event and you're chasing after it and you're putting in that work and you're putting in that time and you're putting in that effort and it doesn't happen it's because you have placed your happiness on a present moment creating that thing that you want. Well, no. On a future moment creating that thing that you want. My bad. I, I, I said present and I meant future. But <laughs> you are placing all of your bets. You're putting all of your eggs in that basket. And you are placing all of your bets on the future giving you what you want. And that in and of itself is reinstilling this belief that the future is what has the promise as opposed to recognizing that the present is where you create what it is that you want and not only not only have law of attraction and law of assumption practitioners 
spoken about this, and not only has Neville Goddard himself spoken about this, but so has Eckhart Tolle. And I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with Eckhart Tolle, um, especially people who have listened to other episodes in this podcast are going to be familiar with Eckhart Tolle because I've spoken about him before too. I'm currently reading his book, A New Earth, after having read several times, and this is one of my comfort novels, okay? Well, not novels, but this is one of my comfort books. It's not a novel at all. Um, It is a book. It is a spiritual teachings book. It is a self-help book, I guess. um, You can can see it as a self-help book, I I suppose. Um, But it is a spiritual teachings book called The Power of Now. I have it on Kindle format. I don't have it as a physical paperback book, and uh, at some point I will be getting it as a physical paperback book because I want it on my bookshelf. (laughs) Um, But I do have it in Kindle format, and I have it in audiobook format read by the author. And it is one of my comfort books because I love everything that Eckhart says in this book. And I will always love everything that Eckhart says in this book. And I have found myself even replaying chapters that I've already listened to um, that day. Like if I'm, if I'm sitting there listening to the book, listening to the audiobook, I will go back and replay chapter three. Because, not because I missed anything, but because I want to hear it again, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but um, I have The Power of Now. And that was his first book that he published and... And from there, he's published, I think, Stillness Speaks and uh, A New Earth and so many other things and a guide book uh, to follow along with The Power of Now. And oh my God, it's fantastic. Um, But he has even said, you know, when you focus your energy on a future event creating what it is that you want and you focus your energy within the future you miss out on what is actually the truth. You miss out on what the present is trying to teach you. You miss out on creating in the present and being in the present and being in the state of having it done. Your focus is so much in the future that you forget that the present is all you have. And that's what he teaches in The Power of Now is that the present moment is right where you need to be exactly what is the most important and when we pass up when we pass up that idea that the present is where we create everything and the present is the most important and we focus so much on the future giving us what we want we create that lack again we create that negative narrative we create that cycle of having to do 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 before we get to that goal. And yes, there are oftentimes going to be things that we have to do before we get to that goal. But sometimes when we push ourselves too hard to work towards that goal, we separate ourselves from that goal and us. We, we, we say that they're two different things. And sometimes that's just not true. So I want to talk about detaching from the outcome. This is something, this is something that is very important when, when manifesting, is detaching from the outcome. 
I've spoken to another friend before um, who also has a podcast and and I actually want to bring her on at some point on this podcast and, and, and discuss this too. But I was talking to her about the law of attraction, the law of assumption, and spiritual practices and spiritual teachings and things like that. And I said, manifest from the feeling. Because that was something that I heard. And it's so profound. Manifest from the feeling. And that in and of itself brings us back to why I'm doing this episode and and why this episode is called Living in the End and Detaching from the Outcome and Embodying the State of the Wish Fulfilled. Because when you manifest from the feeling as opposed to manifesting from I want this, 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 I'm working towards it, I'm working towards it, I'm working towards it. You... Therefore, you say that, okay, it feels good to have what it is that I desire. It feels good to have what it is that I desire. So, essentially, you you tell yourself that, yes, what you desire feels good to have. It doesn't feel good to work towards it. Like, you're switching that mindset. You're switching that narrative. Like, yes, it does feel good to work towards it. I'm not saying that it doesn't. But you're switching from simply it works good to work... It feels good to work towards this to it feels good to have this. And when you switch that mindset from it feels good to work towards this to it feels good to have this, you in turn say... that you love this feeling. You fall in love with the feeling of having what it is that you want. And it becomes this radical shift on that manifestation journey. Because it creates this attitude of gratitude. And it creates this feeling within your heart and within your mind and within your gut and within every part of your body that says, oh my God, I'm excited. Oh my God, I am excited. I am in the relationship that I want. Oh my God, I am excited to have the house that I dreamed of. Oh my God, I am excited to have my dream car. Oh my God, I am excited to have my dream job. Oh my God, I am excited to have money. Because now I am financially stable. And when you manifest from the feeling, it puts you even deeper into the present and into being. As opposed to thinking about wanting and lacking. So how do you detach from the outcome? You simply say that the outcome is not the solution for your happiness. You say that the outcome is not the only thing that's going to make me happy. The journey is also going to make you happy. You are going to be happy on this journey. And if you aren't happy on this journey, change the journey. Change your mindset. If it's a journey that is no longer proving to be a happy one, find a new journey. 
And I know sometimes it's easier said than done. Believe me, I've been there. (laughs) That's why I'm creating this episode is because I've been there. But the point is, is that once you get out of this idea of simply chasing after your desires, working towards them, working towards those goals, and working and working and working and working and working, and you embody the feeling and the confidence and the security that you have what it is that you desire and that it's created and that it's done and that you're nurturing it. It's this radical shift. And it's a beautiful one at that. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. This episode was a lot shorter than I had intended it to be, but I I guess that's the beauty of it. (laughs) Um, Actually, that is the beauty of it. Hello. (laughs) So, I, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you would like to raise any questions, comments, or concerns, you can send me a direct message through Spotify or Anchor, and you can also reach out to me through my email at cartomancybyalice at gmail.com. That's C-A-R-T-O-M-A-N-C-Y by Alice at gmail.com. Or simply find me on Twitter at Skellington Grin and on Instagram at Skellington Grin. I'm always happy to read comments. I'm always happy to receive messages and talk about different things and, and further discuss different things. And I'm also open to suggestions for, for new episodes. This is a community and I want us to, you know, all pitch into this. I don't want it to just be me here talking. Um, So, (laughs) so yeah. But I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you again soon. Bye.